Right. Oh, lads, I, I want to drag us forward here. Um, again, taking a look to the trip to Mordor because it, you know, back to the league. It's 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 back to this pressure cooker again. You know that. Uh, you know, we can't afford to lose now, and and we, in fact, we can't afford anything other than a win, basically, and that's not the way. Um, you know, we've done it in the past when, when we've been in title run-ins before. We went there and won four-one in Fergie's time, and you know, especially with the, the events of this week, which are, and, and I say, if you're listening to this podcast, I urge you to go to the United Stand and watch their watch along from the PSG game. It's three hours that will just change your life. You will laugh, cry on the floor, laugh. It's just fantastic, but but given the 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 Ollie 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 seems to have died at death the last couple of days here, um, you know they've got Chelsea coming up in the cup here, who are themselves I'm sure really needing a win after what happened them against City. Uh, I can see them maybe getting pasted there as well by, by by Chelsea, and that would be really nice for us going to Mordor with with them coming off the back of those two and a bit of reality under their belt. At, at the end of the day, we shouldn't we've nothing to fear there. The only thing we have to fear is is the the magnitude of the, of the fixture. Um, they can they can just as easily raise their game like we used to do when we were shit, um, and that's what worries me. Um, the, the magnitude of the fixture, and you know, Dave, I'll come to you first on this one. You know, because I was been banging on from fucking December about this fixture, and and here it comes. But things are different. You know, I, I was thinking about seven points, maybe ten points ahead, and we could afford to lose that if it was a disaster. Those aren't even considerations anymore, and maybe nor should they be, um, given what we've seen in the last week, or certainly our last game and their last game. Sure, certainly, there shouldn't be very much to fear from them there. I try really hard not to talk about other teams uh, because... You just end up sounding like it. I know, right? No, no, but no, but listen, no, but listen, right? So I've had this all building up inside me, right? And and I love talking about Manchester United, and I'm very rare. I try to avoid it at all costs because there's, I just find them really fucking interesting at the minute. It's absolutely fascinating observing what in the name of six years, maybe. But I'm a lot more confident now after watching them against PSG than I was beforehand, I would have liked to have been going in with, and I said, I want to go in the United with more than being more than four points ahead. We're actually now, if we want to talk the bare fact, we're, we're second in the league on goal difference. We've everything in our armory to beat them. We're a better team than them. We have a better squad than them. We've got better players than them. We are a more evolved side than they are. Um, and what I noticed about United against PSG was that they don't really have more than one way to play other than on the counter-attack, and if the counter-attack can be snuffed out early on, like PSG did, then there's not loads to fear from them. Once Martial went off injured, you know, they lost that that pace. Lingard went off, they lost the pace um, I think it was Mata and, and Sanchez come on. Sanchez is, I think he's fucked. Good I think he's played. Lord. Like, I, I'm an admirer, Dave. I have to jump in here. I, I've been an Alexi Sanchez admirer for years. Oh, I, I think I think he's been a tell. fabulous he footballer. He has fallen off the face of the he's earth. Never mind fucking and I, I think he's done. He I think is he's done. done. But there, there's a side of it as well. You know, he's been playing professional football. Um, well, Dave, this is exactly why I think he's done. He's he's just turned years of age. He, he, yeah, and he's played. He's played basically from he was sixteen in a first team environment in a top league from sixteen years of age. Neymar's the same, and you're, you're going to see the same there again. It affects them much much later. 
you know, it's where it's, you look at you look at an Andy Robertson. We're going to have him for fucking years because he didn't have that shit. Same, same thing happened <laughs> to Rooney. Sure. Exactly. Let you think about it. Rooney, Ronaldinho, Ronaldo. Oh. The the list is the list is literally endless. But he has he has played. Yeah, absolutely. He's played over 700 games and he's only just turned 30. 700 first team professional football games since he's 16 years old. And it's not only that, it's he's not a centre half. He's not Van Dyke who strolls about the fucking pitch. He his style of football is all action. Yeah. So I think I that have gone off on a bit of a tangent here, but I think he has done and he needs to reinvent himself as a footballer or just fucking pack it in. But how, Dave? Like, like, even Sol, even Solskjaer came out in the media and basically just went, well, I can't do anything. You know, and for a manager to come out with that in such well, a bewildered Dave, manner. Dave, this, well, do you know what? That's, that, that, that's, that's a fair but, point. But and, that's and an, this, an experienced manager. You know, exactly. Obviously. Well, exactly. And this is, this is the other thing that I was going to come on to was that Solskjaer is an inexperienced manager. I think I think that every one of his flaws was there for all to see. On, yeah, he was absolutely exposed against PSG because Tuchel is probably, what, maybe 10, maybe 15 years his junior. But this yeah. guy's a serious fucking coach. He, he's a serious coach. He understands the game. He's studied the game from a young, young age. And he is going to be... He is, He's probably the first of these new generation of coaches who are coaches and they have trained to be football managers or first team coaches as it will probably become to be no, become to be known. And you'll see it you see it with the likes of you know Nagelsmann and, and, and guys like this. They're not they're not field footballers, they're not successful footballers, not any sort of footballers. They've made a conscious decision at the very a very early stage of their career that they're going to be coaches. And he was absolutely stitched up by Tuchel, both at both at this the at the off, and then particularly how he adapted in the second half. And I think we have marginally better players than them because I I think people underestimate Manchester United's squad too much and say that their players are shit. And I remember Gary Neville talking some shit about. These midfield players, they can't pass the ball 10 yards. Of course they can fucking pass the ball 10 yards. They're professional footballers. I can pass the ball 10 yards. But this narrative is going to continue around around their squad not being good enough, which is fine. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with the finger being pointed in the wrong direction of Manchester United's deficiencies. I'm perfectly comfortable with that happening. Ultimately, Solskjaer is a novice, basically. He's brought the feel-good factor home. Chief, you and I agreed on something earlier on before we started recording that yeah. this is—it's it, very much—it's very much Douglas after Hodgson. That feel-good factor is there. That that attacking, that 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 it. style of football that we all want to see, which makes it really exciting. Douglas won a trophy. Dave went the, went the two fighters. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. Do you know what? Fair, Dave. So sharp could win the FA. No, oh, well, I'm winding, Dave. You know I'm winding. Yeah. Yeah, but but on a but, but on a serious note, so short to go in the FA Cup. There's, there's so many, yeah, but there's but my point is there's so many parallels there. There's so many parallels there. Ultimately, yeah. Douglas, as good as a manager and coach he was, the game had moved past him. There was no <laughs> doubt about that. And so so at this yeah. point, he's he's not he's not tactically astute enough to to not even to, 
to, to, to operate at that level, to operate against the likes of PSG. And let's be honest, that PSG side, they were fucking threadbare. They were far more threadbare than we're going to be on Tuesday night. That's yeah, absolutely I'll tell, you, right. I'll tell you, after listening to that United stand, like before that game, they were winning the fucking Champions League, never mind the, the both legs of the tie. What what the Solskjaer thing and, and the Dalglish thing have in common the most is that it's a throwback to and and it, it's not it's nostalgia. It's nostalgia. Yeah. It's a throwback to the most glorious of glory days after the worst possible at uh, the lowest possible ebb because Mourinho took United to their lowest possible ebb. I mean they they, they were awful. They were what tenth in the league at, at one point. I mean they, they, that they haven't done that in in, in thirty years. Even Moyes. It's been a decent run against nobody. Uh, you know I guess I mean? They beat a Tottenham team that I played them, you know? Solskjaer's come in, and what he, what, what, he's come from nowhere. He's come from Molde, for God's sake. But he's come, come, and Kenny came from nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. He was parachuted back in. Kenny came from the fucking, Kenny came from fucking man in his allotment. Kenny stands. Exactly. From nowhere. From nowhere. But what, what they both symbolized and what they both personified was the club at its best in its glory days. The last time, they were they were really at, at the pinnacle, and what that has done is it's it's it gal- what it did for 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 us, and what it's doing for for United is it galvanises the entire club, the fans, the 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 players, the the staff, everyone goes okay. We've got we now we've got rid of him. The wicked witch is dead, and now we've got someone in who is us. Just, we love this guy. He is us. He gets us and so on. So they get the bounce. They they begin to play more carefree, uh, free, you know, attacking football, going forward, playing on the counter. That That's how Ferguson's teams played at the beginning. It was all counter-attack. They would, they would hit you, score goals within four seconds, you know, or eight seconds breaking on you from, from your own corner, that kind of shit. That's what he's trying to do. He said as much. He's not trying to hide that. So, again, it's just the blueprint is let's play like we used to because we're Man United. So it's going to work more often than not in this league because, as we said, they've got very good players on their squad list. But they've got loads of match winners in their team. They've got loads of match winners. But it's just us. It's the way we were whenever we were falling from grace. But the reality is they're also going to lose games. You know, we had a good second half that season, but we also lost games. We, we won games 5-2. I remember we beat Fulham 5-2. Maxi Rodriguez got a hat-trick. You know, we had some mad results, but we felt good. We we were saying exactly the same things as United fans are saying. Now, what you referenced earlier on, Dave, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying watching the match again. I'm enjoying watching my football again. You know, I don't really care what the result is because we're playing really good football. That that's kind until of they got to, to play someone. Expectation, expectations, and and Mourinho, Mourinho has systematically himself lowered the expectations of that exactly. club and, and their supporters. And the wheels come off a little bit when you play somebody big. You get a little lesson, but then you go back to the league and you play against a couple of other teams who aren't that good. You get a couple of results. I fully expect us to go to Old Trafford and beat Manchester United. We have beaten. We have won at Old Trafford. You mentioned it earlier, Dave. Dave Karen. We've won at Old Trafford twice in the last 
in the last 10 years, I think this is right. I heard this right, earlier. We were chasing titles as well. Yeah, 2014 and 2000. And they were re- and they were really, really convincing wins. Yeah, and I were. agree with you, Chief. I think this will be another and I, convincing I win. And the teams were in the, were in the same situation. Okay, United have got a little boost now with Solskjaer, but but both both kind of times, you know, it looked as if the the tide might be turning a little bit, and it was Liverpool's trip to Old to Old Trafford that, that kind of cemented it in people's minds that okay, Liverpool could go on and do something this year. So I, I, I'm hopeful and and fairly expecting that Liverpool should be able to go there and, and do uh, and get the win and and get a comfortable win because let United come and let them attack. I'd rather play that United than the Mourinho's boss parking nonsense. You know what I mean? Because they will leave gaps because we are better than one to eleven. That's, and- that, that's something I wanted to bring up, actually, Chief, that you've hit on there. Uh, sorry to butt in, but if you take it really, and, and most of the time the club's been there, we've never come up against them where they've wanted to play football against us. So, the majority of the time it's been this bus parking thing. They don't know what it's like to play football against us. All they do is 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 defend, which I can't. I just cannot see that being even. But I can't see Solskjaer, I can't see Solskjaer, especially after the shit that Mourinho took, this is Old Trafford, they, they, you know, and, and especially if they lose against Chelsea, it, it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger for them. Um, and, and I just don't think that they can afford to, to, to even think about being defensive. So therefore, they could end up just being blown away. Yeah, if, we, if we're on it, I mean, if, if, if the Liverpool... Turns up, you know, you know, you'll you'll know this yourselves. Obviously, sometimes you watch us play, and you just you just know from minute one that we're going to tear a team apart. You know what I mean? That no matter what happens, we're just on fire. Everything is coming up for us. The passes are hitting their targets. The the ball's being zipped about. The runs are are right. Everything is working. If, if that if, if we do that against United and and they try to to. Like you're talking about the thing that we can see after five minutes, now that you know which Liverpool have turned up. <laughs> That's what I mean. And if we we've turned up, we can we can destroy them. I mean, whether we do or not is another thing. Another thing, or you know, entirely. It, it could be cagey, you know, it could be nervous, whatever. But we should have enough to beat them. And if we don't, it, we'll we'll really kick ourselves. I think chances there, and you've got to take it when it is. Yeah, I have a feeling it's going to be one of those games where it'll be a really comfortable one or two nil or two one victory. Like it, you'll look at it on the face of it and you'll think just about it's that, and you're nervous and you're shitting yourself the whole way through. But actually, when you but watch, you know it back, it's going to be that Dave before you. Begin, well, no, but you know that you're going yeah, to do it. Like, but I mean, I mean but, win. yeah, but I mean, on the face of it, if you looked at the result as st- standalone, you'd think must have been tight. But actually, and when you live through it live in the moment, you're literally, you know, you're you're biting your nails down to the cuticles. But if you watch it back in the cold light of day, you'll think it'll be one of those ones you think to yourself, what the fuck was I worried about? They you know, are, our home game against them, prime example, I think. Yeah, because yeah, I watched that a couple of times. Yeah, and, and a bit, a, a bit and like I thought that myself. Yeah, a bit like the PSC game they played during the week, where, you know. Oh, oh, you know they they were coping really well until you know, they had to make the changes and they lost that pace up front. They never laid a fucking glove on PSG. 
They never laid a well, glove on a them. Well, a speculative shot from Pogba that was never beaten before. Listen, like, they gone. never laid a glove on them. And I don't, you know, as, as much as I was raving about Tuchel earlier on, I don't think he needed to be particularly creative to, to stop them playing and to expose their, their flaws at the back with a threadbare squad. So, you know, I... I can imagine that it's going to be one of those games. We're not going to win handsomely, but we'll win. And when we watch it back, we'll realise, regardless of what the score is, we'll have won comfortably. I fucking hate talking like this. I'm going to end up looking like a cunt again, aren't I? Mm, possibility. But right, David United? Shit. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> You know that we should beat them hands down. We, you know that every position on the pitch, you I wouldn't swap any of our play. Well, uh, even Allison and the De Gea, you know that, that even that argument's narrowed down to a wafer now. You know, I'm quite frankly for for, distri- for distribution. I'm sticking with Allison at the minute because uh, you know I think that that's just yeah, but De Gea are a lot better. Don't get me wrong, De Gea is no longer he's no longer invincible. That yeah. is gone. You know. The thing, well, the thing is, it's funny. It's funny where he, he's, he's, he's almost f- f- three years ago as goalkeeper, and all black. You could probably put all black in that, in that bracket too. Where he's not, he's not a modern day goalkeeper anymore. Yeah, he's not, yeah. he's not Neuer. He's Lang. not Neuer. He's not Ederson. He's not, he's not Allison. And yeah. goal, the goalkeeping position will evolve from now. That this is, this is the starting point of it. If it wasn't maybe two, three years ago when you saw the likes of Neuer. Oh, it was fullbacks was the, was, was the new uh, thing. And I think you're well, right. Yeah, and, and the fullback positions evolved markably like, as well. Oh, God, the, the importance of a fullback now compared to like when I was a kid. Jesus, it's, it's like night and day. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, you, know you, you could, you could maybe, maybe argue that, that, that Valdez was the first of all of them. Maybe he was. And maybe this is another another I mean, influence. Valdez, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, but that was I don't think I don't think I don't think that was wrong Yeah, I don't think that was particularly tactical, was it? No, um, <laughs> no. Blip. So you know, yeah, De Gea, De Gea, De Gea is phenomenal, phenomenal shot stopper. He will, he will, he will prevent goals from going into the net that literally no other goalkeeper on earth could do, but. He's a le- he's he's a little bit yesterday's man when it comes to the modern game. Yeah, absolutely. But and you know that that's that I think that's why he's he's had to and, and of course he's he's worked on it really really hard and been able to. But that's why he's had to develop his shot stopping abilities to the level that they are because you know when he first obviously when he first arrived at United there was there was a big question mark about whether he would survive there because he was. His shot stopping wasn't at the level that it is, and and he was shaking on crosses. Over time, he he, he developed. You know, there is no better goal line goalkeeper in in the world. I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, and you know what, Chief? Isn't it funny that that the way United have played for the last four, five, six years, it's been perfect. He, he, perfect for them. Yeah. Perfect for them. Absolutely, because the def, you know defenders are so deep, and you know teams teams get a lot of shots. On you know on on the United goal and have been getting shots on the United goal and you know rely on on the goalkeeper to be the last line of defence. But that has his form, if not has it's been patchy. Let's be honest, it's been patchy this season. Okay, last few yeah, days. except he had set such a high bar last the last oh, three four years. Like you know, 
overseas. But you're right, he ha- it has been. There's there's been errors there that weren't ever seen before. Exactly, and I think you know you could see that creeping into his game because it began at the, the World Cup. He had a few a few. Uh, that he let him you know, there was that, yeah there was that mad start at the World Cup where he like, faced he eight shots and conceded seven goals or something yeah. didn't make a save basically at the World Cup yeah Um. so that obviously must have dented his confidence a wee bit like Spain crashing out the way they did and and while he's been very very good this season the thing is at the beginning of the, of the season or under Mourinho shall we say just under Mourinho while he was performing well in some games, he, he wasn't performing that well in others. I mean, there was a reason why they, they were 10th, 11th, 12th in the league, you know, at points. They weren't getting clean sheets, and yes, the rest of the team wasn't performing. But that's a confidence thing, Neil. That's a he total wasn't confidence thing. Clean sheets either. Absolutely, but it's, I, but it's, it's just I, that. I, do you know what I mean? So, not two years ago, right? You, three, two, three seasons ago, 13, 14, that season. Or the year after when we had Balotelli that season, Liverpool are having mostly shots on the United goal, and 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 every single shot they're they're snatching out, they're having to put right in the corner, and they're putting it just wide, and whatever. Because this this goalkeeper is saving absolutely everything, and you just believe that you're just never going to score. But once there is a little chink, once there are couple of mistakes or a couple of ones where he's just not that superhuman anymore. I mean, we saw it happen with Czech. Whenever he first came, he was unbeatable. And then there was the odd error, the odd slack moment, and and the the, the brain hemorrhage. Well, there was, <laughs> but at the, you know, same time. No, I'm I'm kidding. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. You're exactly right. It's happened. You, you you sort of get a you, you can get into a mindset with, with players when they when they're very very good or very very bad that they're going to stay at that level, and it, it perhaps. It, Takes it a happens lot. a lot. It happens a lot with centre forwards too. Yeah, it's the same type of thing. Yeah, once you once you get a goal, you're you're scoring for fun. If you go a few games without a goal, then then it can begin the pressure can begin to build. It becomes a thing. I suppose it's the same for keepers. But, no. but isn't it incredible? Like here here we sit, and the only player that's worthy of even speaking about that could really thwart us is David De Gea, and that's really unusual. You know. You know, they've lauded Pogba here for the last... Um, I don't know, do you really think of Pogba's form last 10 I, games? I, I, I don't think he's a big game player, and that's just what I've seen. Um, I, I think he can fucking... You think he's a flat yeah, track bully? I think he can fucking stomp all over mediocre players and assert his authority and assert his game. But if anybody's even near his standard, I, I don't think he's anywhere near it. I, I, think he's, I think he's a showman. I think he's of the Neymar generation, which I despise... Um, you know, football's a secondary thing to his fame and his Instagram and his fucking emojis. I, I hate the brand of footballer uh, or the footballing brands that have become. Um, I think that the majority of them who are brands, um, you know, outside of maybe Cristiano Ronaldo, because Messi's really not a brand. He doesn't do that kind of thing. He's a bit more classy than that. Uh, Ronaldo's probably the only one of the showboaters that, that actually has the ability um, on, on the pitch uh, to, to carry that kind of uh, thing through. I just, I just find Pogba just, 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 and it wouldn't matter who he was playing for. I just find him distasteful, and I, th- I think he's a show pony, and I think he's a waste of talent. But that goes for Neymar as well, and and the majority of players like that. There we are. There we are. <laughs> I would agree. I, I, a little bit on Pogba. I mean, he seems to have all the tools, but the question is, can can he apply them really at the um, 
when the pressure's really on. Obviously, he's he won a lot. You know, he's won titles in Italy. He's won the World Cup. And, uh, and the driving. He's won loads, like, let's be honest. So he's done a lot, and, and I'm kind of of the view that... Guys, so has Neymar. If, if you take it, yeah, he's won a lot. He doesn't stop with being a fucking prize-winning prick. Yeah, you, but uh, fucking when, good when football. Had, but when you had Paul Pogba at Juventus, he was he was a, he was an integral part of that team, and he did really well there. And he had really good players around him, and they got the best out of him, and it all worked. Then he went to United, and that has never been the case. And I'm I think he's on a hiding to nothing in England anyway. He always was when he came with that price tag. He's joined he joined the wrong club at the wrong time with the wrong managers, and. I I think I think the recognition is he, is he is he tiring you there, Dave? Yeah, boring the fuck out of him here. Oh <laughs> shit! Like, I, sorry, I'm leaving that in. I'm leaving it in. It's too good to miss. And I've only a little, I've only a little taste of a bottle of wine. I've been sitting here for fucking hours. Chief, finish what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I think I'm of of the mind that if if you put a Paul Pogba into uh, a top team with top players around him and the right manager, you're going to get a really, really impressive player. Um, but ultimately, as I said just a moment ago, I think wrong club, wrong time, wrong manager. And he probably needs a move unless things turn around fairly drastically for Man United uh, in terms of their direction, their philosophy, their management and so on in the, you know, in the, in, in the near future. Indeedy. Well, listen, without without sort of sort of bashing them too much, um, let's just go predictions uh, for this one and how we see how we see it going. I see a Liverpool win. I don't care how it is. I don't care if it's fucking ten nine as long as it's three points. Uh, I don't care if I can score a goal off somebody's arse. It's three points. I just want this game gone. Uh, I, I think I think if we win this game, we start looking at things a whole lot more a whole lot. More brightly and a whole, a whole lot more positive. As I say, I, I'm go, I'm going to go with a two-one uh, uh, pressed. Dave yourself, then they deal away. Yeah, I think I think if we beat Barn handsomely, I think we beat Barn, we beat United, and I'll I'll go with your two-one. I I mean I I fancy us to go there and win as well. I said that earlier, and yeah, two-one is nice. Three-one would be better. Um, but come what may, I mean, I would hope we'd be Bayern as well. I think we will. But come what may, I think we would be United. Yep. And as I say, win 6-0, 1-0, it's the same thing. Three points. Uh, let's not get too excited uh, <laughs> about what other teams are doing. Um, as I say, they're still technically three points behind us for a win. So happy days. But listen, we'll, move, we'll, we'll move, cast an eye a little bit further forward just to close it out here. Because it looks like we're going to be a two-parter. And well, we'll split it up and work it somehow. Um, so summer transfers and there's there's a bit of rumblings and bits of noises that are starting Timo Werner doesn't seem to want to go away Neil uh, Rabiot doesn't seem to be wanted any longer at uh, Barcelona and we seem to be sniffing around I wouldn't mind that but although I'm not 100% sure he's what we need really you know Neil, obviously you're in Germany your thoughts we've seen our players come out uh, Mane and um, Mane and Keita come out this week basically uh, throwing the red carpet out for Timo Werner, come join us, sort of thing. It's all <laughs> very, it's it's all very Barcelona, isn't it? I'm so amused. It, it by truly all. is, it, it, and, and that's why I say it's, it's a red carpet treatment, Neil. And, and how do you think Mr. Werner will uh, will respond to this red carpet being unfurled in front of him? 
I, I think he, he he'll only be he'll only be flattered. I mean, it's it's nice, isn't it, to to know that uh, that you're wanted, you know, uh, in any walk of life. And I suppose if you are thinking about making a move to to another league, another country, you certainly it's good to know that uh, the 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 players in the team there, you know, want you to come or have an interest or even know who the hell you are. I suppose. Um, I think this won't happen. I've, I've said this the whole time. Um, I've had a feeling about this the whole time. It makes sense, uh, particularly because of the position Bayern find themselves in at the moment, because they're they're the other really they're, they're the other really serious contenders for his signature. Um, I think he I think he'll come to Liverpool. I think that the noises that are coming out are, are more and more positive. Um, you're right in, in saying that it won't go away. For me, it seems like a player that Klopp would have specifically gone after. Seems to, to me to fit every every criteria. You know, good age, great experience, um, can, versatile, can can do a similar role to Firmino, can play out wide, young, knows knows uh, well tactically aware. Uh, in the in the modern in the modern game, um, really has every every angle covered, every box ticked essentially. And he's player. quick. And he's quick. There's the there's the, the the chance to get him a little bit cheaper because of the contract situation. Although he won't be that much cheaper because there will be other clubs interested, as we've said. But but yeah, every single thing works here both the Liverpool model uh, as it has been and the Klopp model as it has been you know Mar- this this player works in in it everywhere you look at it so for me I think we'll 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 you know we'll really go after him we'll try and get him and I think why would you not be interested in coming to Liverpool uh, at the moment uh, you know we we talked earlier about the about the um, about the security, about the stability, but not just that. It's, it's about the level you're competing at, and 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 you know the exposure you're getting, and 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 so on and so forth. So, yeah, it would be great. It would be great. Um, I would. I think, you know, I don't know what what you think, uh, Dave, but I, you know, I think that we'll we'll be looking to to target forward players. I think we're a little bit, you know, we could be said to be a little bit light there. The drop off can be a a little bit too much at times. Sturridge and Origi are likely to go, so you know that's going to free up wages, going to free up spaces. So, yeah, I think I just think it makes sense. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think I think Sturridge it's inevitable. Sturridge will go, and he's a big earner, so um, you know that's that makes total sense. I think it's been documented that the Klopp is going to look for a, for what he is called a number nine in the transfer market. What that means. Tactically moving forward to anybody's guess, but let's be honest, the last last season and this season we've been really, really fortunate with. Yeah, we've had injury issues, we've massive injury issues, but Mane, Salah, Firmino have never been out for any length of time, if at all. You know, so we've been really fortunate there, and you can only ride that luck for so long. So we do need we do need somebody else, um, and I think with looking at that four two three one now or that we play. Um, I think you, there, there is room for another forward player there. So I think I totally agree. With you. Werner makes total sense from from every aspect possible, um, profile wise. Um, I think you know we you, you mentioned we talked about how there's 
this is one of the few projects in Europe at the moment at Liverpool where there is longevity and consistency, which is pretty much guaranteed. It's it's an exciting proposition and fairly certain that it will probably happen. And I kind of, I kind of worry, Dave, a little bit, you know, about being certain that it's going to happen. You know, what, what Neil basically outlined there, you know, about the, the interest from Bayern. And Bayern are in that transition stage. And, and I think it was the answer yeah. Rappel was what I was watching um, the other day, one of their videos, and they were talking about Werner. And they made a very good point that does he walk into our team? He's going to be on the bench. Will he accept that? Will Bayern be, you know, the possibility of, you know, jumping straight into the first team of Bayern? Are coming to, to to start on the bench at Liverpool, like like we've seen with Fabinho and all the rest. It's it's going to be like that clearly. Um, it might be to our detriment, if you will. Um, and I, I agree, he's a perfect fit. I agree with what both you, both of you said. They're completely and utterly would love to have him at the club, but that could be a barrier, maybe. Maybe so. Um, but you know, Barnes have already they've already spent a lot of money. They've spent a lot of money and a lot of young talent recently, haven't they? And you know, yeah. He he might not walk into Liverpool starting eleven, but I don't think there's a guarantee there that he's gonna he's gonna walk into the the Baron eleven either. Nabri has has looked you know from from Arsenal to Hoffenheim to Baron, he he looks a really really good player now. Coleman, provided he stays injury free, which has been a real struggle for him so far in his career, he's another real talent. Müller's not going away. Lewandowski's not going away. Certainly not in the next one or two years. Um, they've also signed the Canadian kid Alfonso Davis for for a significant amount of money, given where they bought him from. And I think I heard someone talk about another young fella who's being groomed for that that centre forward position as well. So I think there's it's it's not it's I don't think it's an e- I don't think it's as an easy uh, a step into the Barn first team as as people would maybe make it out to be. Maybe certainly easier, although. As as Chiefs mentioned, there's a, there's a real uncertainty around Bayern Munich at the minute, and they are in a very transitional period. And you know, he might be looking at Bayern if they don't win the league. Which you know, let's be honest, it doesn't look like they're going to. Although... Could, could this tie on Tuesday come into play in the whole thing, Dave? There's a, there's another aspect to it. That that's a real <laughs> that's a really good point because you know people have a people like people the two have... the two clubs that are interested in them showcasing themselves right in front of them. Well, that's yeah. It. Uh, well, a hundred percent, and you know, for any rational, mature person, that really shouldn't factor into a consideration. But um, this is what he's what he's 23, 22, 22, 22, 22 year old. This is a kid, man. He may he watch and go if he's if he's on the fence. You know, if he's on the fence, that might be the type of thing that would tip him. Um, I think we've we've got a weight structure which will facilitate. Compete with Bayern Munich. I'm fairly sure of that, given what money they'll still be playing, paying some of their elder statesmen. You know, we don't have that. We really don't have that issue at the moment. Where I can't imagine what they're paying. You know, Robin Ribery got that right this time. Lewandowski, Boateng, Hummels, Kimmich, Alaba. You know, Javi Martinez. You know, Hannes Rodriguez. How much? Of, how much of his wages are they paying? Are they? Going, are they going to want to buy him in the summer? How much is that going to cost? Because I think his two-year loan with an option to buy comes up at the end of the year. So what are they going to do about him? There's so many factors to consider, but I think financially, financially we can compete with them. And it, you're, 
yeah, yeah, it, it's it's a possibility that that a player of of that age it it might come down to a factor of wow, look what Liverpool did to Bayern Munich, or wow, Liverpool were supposed to be this amazing team, look what Bayern Munich did to them. Um, it might come down to something that basic. So I don't know, we'll see. But I'm kind of with Heath. I think that I think German players have. You know they they plan their careers really strategically, and you know you just need to look at the likes of Emre Can, Goretzka, Gota, um, and the, the list fucking. They do it emotionally as well, David. Yeah, they were emotionless. All yeah, they and yeah, exactly, hundred percent. It's very very strategic. Um, so I can imagine, and what we talked about earlier on, we're, we're Liverpool being one of the most stable clubs in Europe at the moment, certainly at the top end. Um. It, in his head, I could imagine that it would make sense. It would make total sense. So yeah, I'm with Chief. I think I think he goes. I think I think we sign him. And I am kind of of the impression now that we're entering that phase that 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 Ferguson's Manchester United were at, where we maybe sign one or two like big big yeah. summer summer transfers um, just to freshen the squad up, just to add something different. And I imagine you'll probably see maybe two signings in the summer. I think you maybe see a centre forward and a centre half, and I think that's probably it. You know, maybe that's if we are, Dave, we don't need any more. You know, well, we, we well, have I a know. very, very good, good squad, and, and what what we have is a very versatile squad. But there's another one here that has come out in the last couple of days. I don't know whether you picked it up or not. That uh, and it could be the most important signing of of the year for us is Klopp's looking at an extension. They're looking to extend Klopp. Which is music to my ears, to be honest with you. Um, you know, simply from the continuity side, and you can't imagine. You know, the, the, there's Klopp has that much credit in the bank. He can ride a bad phase through, even if he had one, and not not that there's any any on the horizon. But I think it's it's just again another great piece of business by the club. Um, you, you know, it's going to take him beyond the seven years that he normally stays. Um, you know, Chief, maybe you have an opinion on that. Um, you know, the, the the way it was presented was, you know, like we the club loves Jurgen Klopp and Jurgen Klopp loves the club. It's a natural, it's a natural thing to do, and and, and I, I was very pleased by it. Yeah, well, it, it, again, it, it makes total sense. Um, it's all been positive, really, from from day one, from from the moment we were linked to Klopp seriously, and it, it began to to look obvious that uh, or likely that he was going to come. It's 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 been an, an upward. We've been on an upward trajectory. So as with anything, it's it's great to secure um, a good thing. What it means is that you know it, it. What it means is that we don't have to worry about um, ideas about people worrying about job a club maybe wanting to take the German national job or or worry about uh, the lure of Bayern being too much for him at some point. Even though he's expressly said that he, he would never manage them. It's just nice. It's it, it's a weight off the mind. It shows that everything is working well. It shows that everyone's in harmony. It shows that everyone's behind the manager. The board is happy. You know, we know all this. And what what this is is uh, if it's going to happen is is really just um, kind of rubber stamping that and and making that official, make, making sure that that everybody knows Protecting that. Protecting the asset as well as I that, see it, because I mean, you know, you, you look at your Real Madrid. You know, we talked pre-pod about the the manager go round um, that, that goes on. You're ba- you're basically doing what Spurs have done: get get an extension of the contract, get it fucking nailed down. Nobody can touch him. 
And that, and I think you know we've seen Absolutely. it with players, and we're now starting to see it with managers because Absolutely. when you get yeah. good ones, it's just that yeah, I'm not convinced that Klopp would be that interested in 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 managing a Real Madrid as as a Pochettino would, you know, with with his obvious. Um, yeah, but let's remove the doubt straight off straight off the table. There's no doubt. Yeah. Boom, exactly. Take, take, taking that doubt away. I mean, and that's what it is. It's just to, to stop any big, uh, bigger boys coming in and, and plucking them away. You know, it, it also reinforces the fact that, that everything's going well. And, you know, it, it, it's it's only a good thing. Um, so let's, yeah, let's hope it continues. Um, club, you know, it, it could be one of those where where does he go after Liverpool? So, it, providing that he continues to be successful, we can continue. Steve, I don't think I don't think he goes there. I don't think he goes anywhere. I think that's, he that's I think I'm, he finishes, and that's him. That's it. So he could end up managing us for a decade or longer before finally, you know, uh, hanging up, you know, hanging up, hanging up the boots or whatever you would say, uh, leaving the dugout for the last time. Well, whatever, whatever cliche you want to use about that. But um, so it's so it's good to see. It's good to see that uh, it's working well because a lot of people kind of scoffed. A lot of the traditional media scoffed at the longevity of the contract when it was initially given. Was it a mistake? Would it, you know, would it backfire and so on? And obviously, it's it, it, it's proved quite the opposite. So. Um, yeah, happy about it, and um, let's hope it's true, and let's hope uh, it gets done. And Dave, I'm going to come to Rabio for you because it's it's one that won't go away either. Um, it you know Barcelona appear to be cooling the interest, maybe with the De Jong uh, signing, um, and that sort of opens the door up for us. I'm I'm fifty fifty on this, and I'm not a hundred percent sure whether he's the right type of player for us. Thoughts? Thoughts are. Really don't think we're within the market for midfielders, to be honest. Um, yeah, and that's what I'm getting at. I don't really see where he fits. He's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but is it I, really what, 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 what? Unless we're gonna, unless we're gonna shift something. No, I don't think. I don't think squad-wise, it's what we need. I don't think. Possibility of Milner going to Leeds if they get promotion. Ah, that's that, listen. That's fine. I I don't think. I I don't think that's what we need with regards to the squad. Also, you know, there's players that I look at and how various things are dealt with. And I'm, I just look at them now and I'm just like, Liverpool are never going to sign you. And all this transfer nonsense and the the shit that's going on with his agent, who's his mother and all this carry on. And I'm just like, Liverpool are not going to touch you. They're not going to touch you. If you're going to cause that type of aggro with your current club, you're not going to come into our club and start all that shit. And I think people now are crying out for Accardi. Accardi's had a fallout again with Inter because of that crazy fucking wife he has who used to go with one of his teammates and then whatever happened then. So she's now his agent and people are on their knees for Accardi to sign for, for Liverpool. A, not really the profile of a player because he's well, basically him, the, the Inter um, fans fucking love him. With well, fucking he's been, he's, and shit he's, he's been <laughs> the he's, ultras he's been, fucking especially despise him. He's been stripped of he's the captaincy. Really, he's not yeah, he's, really. He's not a Klopp player. He's not a Liverpool player. No, he's, he's not. Still a great player, but no. Yeah, but he's been he's been stripped of the captaincy. He's 
he's been left out of the squad for for Europa League tie, and and I get the feeling that you know Rabiot's that same type of character, and I I just don't think a he is the the personality profile that that I, of a player that Jurgen Klopp would ever consider signing, and b I think we have an issue that Klopp feels he needs to solve at the top end of the pitch and an issue that certainly a lot of the fan base feel needs solved at the bottom end of the pitch. And those will be the two key areas that we will focus on in the summer. And maybe maybe we go and buy a, a, a Fakir-ish player, but I think, honestly, think uh, like a Rabiot-type player is probably the, the... We can maybe even do with a little bit of cover at left-back, but I think... A Rabiot-type player is literally bottom of the list. Talking through it now, I think that is the last thing we need. I know. Am I, am I completely wrong? I'm going to throw this one across to you because that's two of us that are sort of... Hmm, what, 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 what's your own feeling on it? Yeah, I'm fairly ambivalent, to be honest. Um, I don't really... I kind of agree with with you in that uh, I don't really... There's certainly... We're not crying out in that position. Having said that, he's he's meant to be in in, in incredibly, you know, uh, a gifted footballer and and somebody that we um, that you know could be could be of use to us. In terms of the the troublemaker kind of thing, I don't. I mean, I think we have issues as a club anyway. Doing you know doing um, deals for certain players with certain agents. Um, I know we have issues with with Mino Raiola particularly. Yeah, well, apparently we won't go anywhere near delete because Riola's his agent. Yeah. So anybody who wants to, anybody, any fan who who feels like we should go and sign Matthias delete is just forget about it right now. Yeah, I mean, I read that as well, and um, and you know it makes sense you, as a, as businesses you don't want to do you don't want to do deals with unreliable people with with people who. Um, change the the goal or move the goalpost at the last minute, or you know, throw go on strike or kick up stinks or whatever. So ideally, you know, it's all about harmony. So so I'm kind of with you on that one. I, I don't really understand why you're going to go after someone who has quite obviously caused trouble at, at previous clubs. However, having said that, we've done that. I mean, Lovren w- almost went on strike, didn't he? And, and, and stuff like yeah, that. But that was specifically to come to us. That was specifically to come to one club. Yeah, yeah. Um, fair, fair I, I think Rabio's probably done it with Barcelona in mind, and it's kind of backfired on him in the process. Um, yeah, which... yeah. I, don't, I don't think there's a... I, I agree with you. I don't think there's a need to go out, go out and get him. Um, he's not... And I don't think, as you say, I don't think it's it's an area that we we'll particularly need to strengthen in. I, I think it's it's been publicised that we'll look at a at a front man, and I think we need to. I think we've said that uh, we've been very lucky with injuries there. I think we need a centre half. I think this year has, has shown us that again. We we don't have enough cover there. You know, you might even be tempted in in a full back area, maybe maybe a full back that can play both sides competently. In that regard, like. Well, listen, we've we've babbled on here for Jesus, Ever. a long time. It's got a, it's going to be a two-parter. 
Uh, <laughs> I think we, we can agree on that one. But listen, we'll just close see before it up here. see see just see just see just before we do go. I'll just wonder. I'm starving, Dave. Like I haven't been my dinner. I know, right? <laughs> so so two minutes, right? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Agent Bobby, and I'm gonna be like all that chat with Firmino doing the whole Allison thing. Oh, geez, gonna, did you see him on the Did you see him on the bike this week? Oh, uh, so, uh, hilarious! Did you absolutely. see that photograph? Like you know, there's Van Dyke in the background. You're personified, cool. You know, no helmet and everything. And Bobby's like at fucking ninety degrees in this fucking bike. It's just, it's just Bobby Firmino, you know. Yeah, someone put someone put a picture up saying, um, "Bobby's definitely going as he's cycling around that corner." Which you know, so he, does, he does not. Bobby Firmino does not get half the amount of hate that he deserves from from opposition fans. They haven't caught on to him yet. You know, he, he's, he's, he's our player that. You know, he's the player you should love to hear because he's an arrogant wee prick at the end of the day as well. It's what makes you yeah. love him, you know. He's too likable. <laughs> but anyway, Firmino with Allison, we've seen the whole Mane and, and Kaida, um Werner kind of chat, Barcelona-esque. If Werner does come, it'll be interesting to see if, if Wijnaldum and Van Dijk start making little murmurs towards, towards the league. So that'll be something that I'll particularly look out for. Mm-hmm, indeed. Yeah. Well, listen, two hours later, I'm not letting you go, Chief. Sorry, I'm, I'm stopping you right there. <laughs> you can plug something, but that's all you're doing. Uh, my stomach is ruling this podcast all of a sudden. Uh, so we're on around the table. Neil, have you anything you want to throw out or anything you've read, unofficial, far away? No, no, not really. Just, um, yeah, just... Uh, Keep your heads. Let's keep our heads, and uh, let's keep looking forward to Bayern and 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 United, and you know, let's let's go all out on both fronts and see where we end up. And Dave, yourself, I'm plugging the Reds. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm 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 plugging the we've got Champions League and league games that matter coming up Reds for the sure, first sure time like. in fucking ages. Oh dear, well there we go. Listen, from my own point of view, I just want to to, to, to mention the passing of Gordon Banks, one of the one of the finest goalkeepers ever to play the game. Um, I would say a man I met as a child, and I have recollections of it. Actually, a very nice man he was too. So very very sad to hear of his passing. Um, I would say a complete legend of of, of English football. Uh, always sad to hear those go. But anyhow, onwards and upwards, uh, Bayern Munich, Liverpool, I, I'm, I'm, this, I'm giving my seat back to, to Dave for next week. He'll be back hosting again. I can't be doing this. This is stressful and shit. No, 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 no. Not for me. All, all yours, Dave. <laughs> it's it's going to be all yours. Uh, thank, thank you for tolerating me this week. Um, very, very nice. And in keeping with the theme of this pod, I don't go against it now because we're doing so well. Up a fucking red. 